Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Man, we're just so glad that you're here today, especially if you're a first-time guest, would you just raise your hand? Anybody first-time guest in here today? Yeah, we got some first-timers. Let's give them a big hand clap. Awesome. Thanks for coming today. Uh, my name's Keith, and I'm the campus pastor here, and I'm going to be sharing the message with you. If you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Seems over the last couple of months, I can't get away from the words of Jesus and um, his parables. They, they've just been speaking so much to me. So I want to read <clears throat> another one of these parables. It's the parable of the talents. And... Um, yeah, let's just see what the Lord wants to do today. Uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Let's read this together. It said, for it will be like a man going on a journey. What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the kingdom of God. He's saying for the kingdom of God, the way that it operates, it'll be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them his property. To one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. To each according to his Ability. <clears throat> Did you know that in the kingdom you've been given an ability? Did you know that as a, as, a, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, of the kingdom of heaven on the earth, that he's blessed you and he's given certain people certain abilities, gifts, and talents? And he gave it according to his ability. Then he went away. Verse 16, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, and he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered me two talents. Here, I've made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to, the, to him who has the 10 talents. For to everyone who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Strong parable by Jesus, right? <laughs> I think there's a lot to learn in, in this parable. There's many, many things that we're gonna get out of this today. But I think the main message that you can see that Jesus is trying to teach us is this simple message that those who are faithful with the little can be trusted with much. Did you know that if you're faithful with the little things, that he'll actually trust you with more things? 
If you're faithful with the things that you have right now in your life, he'll actually give you more things. He'll give you more responsibility. He'll bring more people into your life. He will actually give you more. And I just gotta say, this, this parable is talking about much more than just money. I believe Jesus was using this as money as just an example. What he was trying to get across to us is there are things that he's placed in our life that if we'll be faithful with them, he'll be, begin to bless us more with that thing. Today, I wanna kind of take this parable, and if you would, I want us to apply it to the gifts that God has bestowed on his people. I wanna take this idea of being faithful with the little and talk around the idea that God has blessed and given each and every single one of us gifts. How many believe that God has given the body of Christ gifts? How many believe they're still alive and they're not dead? That the Spirit is still giving out gifts? There's still words of knowledge, still prophecy, still healing, still signs, wonders, miracles. You name it, God's still doing it. Amen? You see, we, we all believe God, he, he, he gives gifts to his people. The question I have for you today is, do you believe that you're one of those people? A lot of times we hear, we hear the sermons on gifts in the body of Christ and we're like, oh yeah, so-and-so definitely gifted, so-and-so for sure gifted. Me, eh, not so gifted, right? It's hard for us to actually begin to see in ourselves that if God has given gifts to the body of Christ, that actually includes me. I want you to say this, say this after me. Say, I have a gift. Look at your neighbor and say, I have a gift. <laughs> God has given you a gift. And so today I want to talk to you about using what you've been given. Using what you've been given. I want to title the message, Use Your Gift. Use Your Gift. Would you pray with me? God, we, um, <clears throat> we just thank you for this time and your word. We thank you for your word, that it is life to us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you just begin to speak. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, you would just begin to, to make the gifts in this room rise up. I pray even as we begin to speak about gifts in the body, that the people listening to me, that there'll be a gift that would rise up. They begin to understand what's been given to them, what's been gifted to them. Uh, their eyes would begin to open up. Their heart would begin to open up into who you've called them to be and what you've meant for them to do. Yeah, and we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. I'm sure many of you in the room, um, you're like me, you've experienced a... Um, uh, an injury in your life before, a muscle injury. Uh, maybe you've hurt a tendon or a ligament. Go ahead and just raise your hand if you've ever had that happen to you. Okay, pretty much the, the whole room. Um, and, you know, I, I play in sports and doing a lot of things that I've done in my life. I've experienced a lot of those, uh, a lot of injuries. One in particular, about two years ago, I started having a lot of trouble with my right knee. And uh, I transitioned out of one job into another job. And, and in my older job, I was moving around a lot more. I was doing uh, just, I was just a lot more active. When I kind of stepped into this new job, I, I was sitting around a lot, you know, doing pastor stuff like praying and important things like that. Um, but I was just sitting a lot doing counseling. Well, because I was sitting so much, it, it, it kind of actually started to take an effect on my body. And I started to have this pain shoot from the, the front of my knee all the way up to my hip flexor. Couldn't even barely lift my leg up into the car some days. Um, had, to, had to drive uh, with my left foot on the gas in the brake. You didn't want to be on the road when I was doing that. Um, it was just, it, it was bad, right? 
And um, so I've had injuries in my life, so I just was kind of pushing through. I was like, okay, it just is what it is. Yeah, I prayed for it. Nothing really happened. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing what I wanna do. So in fact, me and Braden, we, went to, we started going to this new workout place in Midland. And um, I, this has nothing to do with my message. I just feel like I need to tattle on Braden while he's not here, because that's what you do, right? You wanna know why Braden wanted to go work out at this facility? I never heard this until I moved to Midland, Texas. He wanted to get in shape for hunting season. <laughs> that's not a thing. That is not even a thing. He wanted to get, and there's some people like, you've never hunted before. It actually is a thing. And like the only thing that can motivate Braden to work out is to kill an animal. That's all that can actually get him in the gym. So that has nothing to do with my message. But anyways, we started working out at this facility and, I, and it was kind of CrossFit-ish. You know, you had to do a lot, of, a lot of overhead lifting and a lot of stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, my knee is not going to like this. But what happens whenever you get around a lot of people and they start doing stuff, you can't just let them start doing stuff and I not do stuff, right? So I started doing things that I shouldn't have been doing with my knee. It, it, it hurt, but I would just kind of push it a little bit here and there. But what was crazy is about six weeks after I started doing these lifts and started working out, my knee started feeling better. I could bend down further. It stopped hurting me so bad. After about seven or eight weeks, the pain had completely gone from my knee I was able to hang clean. I was able to do overhead anything, like actually do a, a squat without my body weight with like more weight on my body. Like I was actually able to work out. You know, this is just kind of how the, the human body works. You see, the, the body is actually meant for movement. Your body gets into trouble when you stop moving it. This is why when people go and get a shoulder surgery or a knee surgery or a hip surgery, what's the first thing they do when they get back to the room? The nurse comes and gets them up and gets them moving because our body is not meant to stay stagnant. Our body is not meant to just, just to stay seated. No, bad things happen. Health actually comes when we use our body parts. When our body moves and when it gets used, health begins to come into our body. It actually, I remember it happened to my knee, and the reason I kind of give you that example today, tell you that story, is because I want you to understand that the gifts that God has placed on the inside of you, they actually work the same way. The gifts that are in your life, they are meant to move. The gifts that God has placed in your life, they are meant to be used. They are meant to bring alongside the body of Christ and bring hope to bring alongside the body of Christ and the people of God and bring encouragement and bring healing and bring health and bring promotion and bring even what Natalie was ministering during the ministry time. You see, there's, there's something that we are all carrying and it's this gift on the inside of it, inside of us. And I just wanted to kind of come to you this morning and tell you God gave you that gift for a reason and the reason he gave it to you is so that you would use it. It's time for you to start using your gift. You know, many of you are a gift to be a leader in here today. You're a gift with leadership. You know what I know about God? He did not give you that gift of leadership so that you could just sit around and think to yourself, my goodness, I am a great leader. <laughs> I mean, I am just, I'm so good at leading. I have all this leadership on the inside of me. I feel so good about myself. You know what? God, thank you for that gift. I feel powerful. 
and that's it. God didn't give you that gift of leadership so that you could sit on it. You know why he gave you a gift of leadership? So you could lead people. He gave you a gift of leadership so that you could use it. The gifts that God has placed on the inside of you were given for movement, to encourage, to actually do something. Would you look at your neighbor and say, do something? If you don't know him, you probably shouldn't have told him to do something. But if you knew him, okay, that's fine. You know, I believe that this is what Jesus was actually teaching us in the parable of the talents. This is what he was trying to get across to his people. Notice, in fact, I even believe this parable is more about the gifts that God has placed in you than, than maybe anything else. Notice what the guy with five got. Notice, notice what he did. He was given five and he immediately went out and traded them. He immediately, immediately went out and he used them and then he was blessed with five more. And notice what Jesus said to him. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little. Now I'm going to trust you with much. Notice what he said to the one with two talents. He said the same thing. But notice what he said to the one who went and buried his or her talent. I don't want to repeat what he said because it was kind of harsh. I'm just going to let Jesus say it and not repeat it. And I'll let you go back and read it. But Jesus actually, in the parable, the man comes and takes that talent away from the one who buried it. Can I say it this way? <clears throat> he took the one away from the one who didn't use their gift. You know, I've discovered this about God, and especially with the gifts of God. Um, you can't actually be faithful with something that you don't use. Many of us, I think many in the body of Christ are sitting around and, and they, they, we, we, we know we have these gifts. We know there's something on the inside of us. And, and in our head, in some weird way, we think that we're being good stewards whenever we kind of sit on the gift, whenever we kind of try and grow our gift on the inside or, or we try and grow our life and we try to get good. We try to get good enough to be able to use our gift. You see, and so we have this, this weird way of thinking that we have to perfect ourselves before we can actually go and give out our gift to the body of Christ. And can I tell you that? Can I tell you this? That's actually not being a good steward. Because you can't be a good steward of something that you're not using. You know how you be faithful with the gift that he's given you? You use it at whatever capacity you have it in right now. As small as that gift of encouragement that is in your life, start encouraging just that little bit that you have. As small as that gift of leadership is on the inside of you, you want to know how you become faithful with it? You just start to use it. You start to use it to lead your home. You start to use it to lead your friends. Whatever that, that gift of, of servanthood is on the inside of you. How do you begin to be faithful with that gift? You start serving. You know, I find that many of us as believers, we're kind of, we're kind of scared to use our gift. How many of you have ever been in a place where you were kind of scared to use your gift? You didn't feel like you were good enough to use your gift. In fact, it may have happened even in this, in this, uh, in this service before. We, uh, we call out a symptom or we call out something and we ask the body to go lay hands on somebody and you're like, I'm pretty sure nobody wants me laying hands on anybody. 
I have nothing to give. I'm not powerful enough. Oh, I can see that gift's big on them. I just don't have that thing. Hear me today. It's time you start believing that there's a gift on the inside of you and it's time that you start going after and using that flipping thing. It's time for you to start being faithful with it because here's what I know about God. You won't let, that gift won't grow with you sitting there not going over to someone and laying your hands on somebody. Your gift will not start to grow until you start to use it. That's why Jesus said, those who are faithful with the little things will be trusted with much. It's time for you to use it. All throughout scripture we see, um, and in fact, I even pulled out all the portions of scripture where it talks about the gifts of God. And I wanna read them all to you. Look at Romans chapter 12. This is the, re the redemptive gifts. In verse six, before he gets into them, he says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven, is talking about the gifts that the spirit gives out to the body. Notice what he says. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit. Why? For the common good. What is, he, what is he saying? He's saying, you need to use that gift for the good of those who are around you. Ephesians chapter four, it talks about the gifts that Jesus gave to the church. And it says he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. Why? To equip the saints for the work of the ministry and for building up the body of Christ. In other words, he gave the gift to be used. And then 1 Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, Use it to serve one another. And notice what he says after it, as good stewards of God's varied grace. I know this, is, this isn't some crazy revelation today. <laughs> and it might even be a weird statement that I'm about to make. But I want us to realize that God didn't give you a gift to benefit you. He gave you a gift to benefit others. That gift is for others. Do you know the Bible talks about, we're gonna read in a minute, you know the Bible talks about a gift of encouragement? It's called exhortation. <laughs> Did you know that God didn't give people the gift of encouragement so they could encourage themselves? I mean, you can use it that way. I actually, I actually encourage you to encourage yourself. That's actually a good thing. But the reason he actually placed that gift in the body is because he wants you going around encouraging people who have no courage. It's actually, it's actually supposed to be enveloped into the body of Christ so that it brings up the body. It's supposed to be used. Romans chapter 12, um, we're gonna read verses four through eight. I wanted to, to, to read, this is a, a big part of who we are at Renew Life Church. Um, we believe in the redemptive gifts um, that are talked about in Romans chapter 12. We actually believe that um, every single, I'll tell you this, every single person in here, you are one of these gifts. God has placed in you one of these gifts. And this gift makes up, um, more, it's more than just something that you can do. This is more about who you are. This is something that comes out naturally. This is something that, that kind of comes out without you really, really trying. Yeah, you gotta live out some days and you gotta kind of get into places where you're using stuff to kind of recognize it. But every single one of you have one of these gifts. Look at Romans chapter 12, verses four through eight. 
It says, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let's use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If service, in our serving. The one who teaches, in his teaching. The one who exhorts, in his exhortation. The one who contributes, in generosity. The one who leads, with zeal. The one with acts of mercy, with cheerfulness. I want to ask you today, which one are you? <clears throat> I'm not going to go into an a, a extremely deep uh, message or teaching on the gifts of God today. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll save that for a later time when I actually know what I'm talking about and I can tell you about it, all right? Um, <clears throat> but these gifts have been given to the body. And I just kind of wonder, have you figured out your gift yet? Do you know the gift that he's placed on the inside of you? If you know the gift that he's placed on the inside of you, then my next question to you is, are you using it? You know, I kind of let the cat out of the bag for you guys, um, kind of give you a, an update on what's going to be happening here at Renew Life. Um, and so on, on September 12th, we're going to be starting home churches. And um, these home churches are, um, I kind of I, I understand that that the name of that actually has a negative connotation in this town. Um, but these home churches are something that we, we really, really believe in. If you came to um, our leadership training, you heard about these. And these home churches are gonna, we're gonna have three home churches. We're gonna kind of start small and just pack them in and uh, have a good time together. But these are, these are a place for you to actually come and, and get discipled for you to come into, come into a, a smaller group of people and actually meet one another, get to know one another. And actually, here, here's the best part. I want you to come into these home churches and I want you to start using your gift. This is going to be a place where you can start bringing the very thing that God has placed on the inside of you. And you can start bringing the encouragement that you have, the service that you have, the mercy that you have, the prophecy that you have, the healing that you have, whatever God has placed on the inside of you, this is gonna be a great opportunity for you to use that gift. See, I've discovered this about big church. We kind of started off as a big church. It's really, really hard to use your gift in a big church, isn't it sometimes? Like, I've never, I've been in church for a really, really long, long time. I've never had someone come up to me and say, hey, do you mind if I use my gift on you? <laughs> hey, I, I, I just wanted you to know that I have a gift and I'd kind of like to, to, to use it, all right? Um, uh, you know, like my gift's encouragement. And then you just come and just give someone a big old butt tap and say, you're encouraged, get out of here. <laughs> like never, never happened, you know, never. I would actually like that because a good old butt tap gets me going in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like I just, too many years in sports, that, that's an encouragement for me. <laughs> People who know me are just shaking their head at me right now. Like here, here he goes, here he goes on his Keith rant, here we go. <clears throat> but you know, it's actually kind of hard to use your gift in the big body, isn't it? Some of you may even feel like there's not space for your gift. There's not room for your gift. Can I tell you today, there's room for your gift here. 
I believe I'm talking to leaders in the room today. I want you to know that there's room for your gift here. I want you to know that I want your gift here. I want you to know that I'm not afraid of your gift. I'm not afraid that you're gonna set this whole place on fire and give a wrong prophetic word and send someone to another church or out of church forever, no. See, because what I've learned about God is that when I'm faithful with the little that I have, he'll bless me with much. And he's not looking for us to be perfect in our faithfulness. He's looking for us to be bold in our faithfulness. He's looking for us to get out there and actually use what he's placed on the inside of us. I wanna encourage you today, use your gift. Please use your gift. If you don't know what your gift is, go after the Lord and asking him, Lord, what have you gifted me with? Don't throw yourself out of the equation. Don't take yourself out of the, out of the group that's, that's good enough or not good enough. No, no, you are good enough because of the blood of Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He has set you apart. He has made you righteous. He has made you pure. He has made you holy. He works with imperfect people. Go ahead and look at your Bible. You see, all throughout Bible, we see guys, men and women who are extremely gifted and extremely stupid all at the same time. In fact, the Bible even says this, that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. You know what that means? You didn't have to repent to get your gift. He gave it to you out of his grace and his mercy. He wants you to use your gift. I know in my life, um, <clears throat> This is kind of a, a testimony for me. I've, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I was forced to use my gift. Anybody ever been forced to use your gift? Is a, here, here's a way that you were forced to use your gift or something that you've done. You were, you were at, a, at a small group or you were at a church gathering and the pastor said, all right, who wants to pray? And then that happened, what just happened in this whole room where no one's like, well, I ain't praying. I ain't praying, no way I'm praying. And you're like, I'll pray. Kind of forced to use your gift. Isn't it amazing what happens when you're forced to use your gift? See what I've learned about God is that if you'll actually just step out, he'll come upon. If you will step out, he will come upon. Let me say it this way. If you will step out, he will anoint what you are stepping out into. His favor and his blessing will come upon you. Some of you are like, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, even, I don't even know what my gift is. I, 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 I don't feel good about my gift. I know it's not even, even ready to be used. No, 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 it is. Just use it at the level that you have it because if you'll use it, he'll begin to bless it. If you'll use it, he'll begin to bless it. If you'll just go after it. Your gift was meant to move. Let's stop sitting around and not using it, Amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.